Let's start this baby. Welcome to Women Talking Tech. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, welcome to I'd the Schizophrenic Show. <laughs> hey, this is the Bunker Project, and um, we've got a sponsor. What are those guys our sponsor? Okanagan Springs. Thank you. Black Beer. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a bit of a free-for-all today because uh, my co-host isn't here, so I'm going to be managing everything. And uh, I didn't have any show notes just to make it even more fun and interesting. We never use the show notes anyways, or the stuff we well, bring never, up in the show you, you notes. You never Last tell us what they are anyway. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, you guys want to study so you sound intelligent yeah. and stuff? We do, that for, we do that for our show. Oh, oh, just so kind. So kind. <laughs> All right. Tell you what, let me just, uh, I'm going to pull up my Facebook account because I post so much great crap on there. Literally. Well, you can look at uh, my um, Facebook. Your, your feed? You, you can look at Women Talking Tech stream as well. Oh, that's an awesome uh, thing. We do. So are we online now? Oh, yeah, we're live. We're going. Wow, we're wow. happy. Oh, we're wow. we're awesome. doing stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And somebody was talking about this earlier. Coffee versus beer. Oh. Bonnie. The only non beer drinker. So, but, and non drinker. But for productivity or creativity, what are we trying to get done? Uh, creativity, actually. It was uh, coffee versus beer. Which drink makes you more creative? Doesn't that depend on what time of day it is? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, it, I think it loosens you up. If you've got to do a bunch of sales calls, there's nothing like a shot of whiskey to get you started. You know? <laughs> hey, I, I got some stuff I want to sell you. But first, uh, wine for presentation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of execs yeah. still have a little bottle in their uh, drawer, bottom drawer there for visitors. So. Well, I think, you know, having a, a little tipple at lunch, um, it, 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 it lubricates your ability to do business. I mean, back in the old days, in the 50s and 60s, like. They're doing martinis, man, like triple martini lunches. Holy crap. I mean, you, well, you've got a martini there. Did you do three? If you did three martinis, uh, would you be able to negotiate a great deal? I think with uh, three martinis, I would be able to negotiate many things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a great saying. It's like, I love a martini, but two at the most. Three am under the table, four am under the host. Oh! oh. Jeez, I've never heard of that one before. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, what do you guys think? Do you think going and having a coffee to get yourself buzzed or having a beer to just get a little, you know, one beer, what's it going to do? Uh, to get creative and get that, you know, being creative, it's like I have a blank page. How can I get started? And you get stuck there. You get the creative block there. Sounds like the round table question. Oh, do you want to do a round table question? Okay. No, that is. That's a round the, table. Okay, yeah. we'll make it the round table question. All right. So, Mr. Big Mouth, you're up first. <laughs> oh, oh. Hi, I'm Paul the Rock God at Paul the Rock God on Twitter, rockgod.ca. International karaoke superstar, I think, in my own mind. <laughs> Anyways, um, coffee or beer? I think I'm more creative with beer. I think uh, it loosens me up. I get too hyper with too much coffee, and uh, it keeps me awake, but I'm not so creative. So I would, I would, my vote is for beer. All right, just one beer or, or, or a six-pack? Well, the more beer, well, to a point. <laughs> yeah, my creativity improves with a few beers, and after about six or eight or 10 or 12, it kind of drops off a bit. Yeah, you, you wake up the next morning and say, I, I'm sure I did something. I was really creative, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was appropriately creative. <laughs> sounds, actually, sounds like sounds like Bob and Crazy TV talk. Yeah. Man, yes. I, I totally, well, we did the, the oh, I'll talk about it later. Paul, nosy Paul, you're up. Nosy Paul, um, 
coffee or beer, well, I'd, I'd have to say I'm definitely more creative on beer. Mm. Um, but at the same time, as soon as I've read them after a coffee, I'd start deleting all the tweets I've ever done on beer. So <laughs> it's uh, yeah. swings and roundabouts. Tweeting on beer. Very good point, dude. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's, uh, well, we'll do that as a second round. Hi. Jay Dean. I, it's Jay Dean. I'm uh, at Bifrost Systems. Um, coffee or beer? Coffee's a productivity thing for me. It's a thing that if I uh, if I really need to get something done and get something accomplished, uh, coffee, it keeps me up and keeps me going. But creativity is definitely beer. If I want it to flow, I want it to be conversational and on the fly. I, so I use both equally. All right. <laughs> there you go. A shot of beer, a shot of... Um, what? And, like and, caf- and caffeine beer is delicious. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hi, here it's Stephanie Michelle Scott of Wildfire Effect. And of course, that's at Wildfire Effect on Twitter. I would have to say that the reason that I think beer makes you more creative is only because you're usually in more creative places and it's it's the inspiration of things around you that make you creative not the beverage that you're having at the time so that's my take but we're in the back room of a bunker here with a lot of fascinating and interesting people that always inspire me very true hey i just i just want to jump in here uh can can you hear us Yes, I can. All yeah. right. Well, that was our technical check. We'll get back to Ken in a second. In, in, in earnest. In, in, in earnest. In earnest. Oh, okay. Okay. Margaret Reynolds, um, <coughs> Women Talking Tech. I would say it depends on the time of day. Um, early morning creativity definitely has to be coffee. Mm. Later in the day creativity, I would say beer. Mm. Ooh, okay. Big Bonnie. Oh, so Bonnie Sainsbury, Women Talking Tech. And, okay. um, I hang on for a sec, Bonnie. We're not getting any yeah, volume. Yeah, can't hear, Bonnie. Your mic's on. Can you twist the mic there? Yeah. Is it on? No, it's off. Okay. Now try it. Bonnie Sainsbury. Yes. Oh, hey. see your sexy voice. At B. Sainsbury. And women talking tech. Uh, beer. Yeah? Beer. Beer. Well, <laughs> Wait, when you come to the bunker show, you just usually have a Coke, though. Uh, yeah, I don't drink because I take pills that say do not drink. Oh, she takes pills to be. Wash. She takes pills to be creative. I know. I, I take pills. <laughs> there you go. I take yeah. pills to be creative that say no alcohol. Yeah, the little That's blue ones. Yeah. 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 Um, well, you know, every time my doctor gives me pills, I'll say, "How much can I drink with these pills?" And he says, "Well, you can't drink." Well. I can't take those pills because I drink professionally. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, it's part of my job description. So, oh, Yay! look at that, the mountain man. He made it in. Hey, I got your mic here, dude. Okay. Uh, All right. We have uh, a surprise guest coming in today, but we're going to continue the round table. The question is, are you more creative on coffee or on beer? So, um, Sanj. Sanj, you're up next. Sanj Sukarkar at Genesis Designs. Uh, Twitter handle is at Genesis Designs. That's uh, Genesis with a Y. Um, I'm going to echo what uh, Margaret said. If it's in the morning, certainly coffee. In the evening, Irish coffee. Oh. oh. oh he's All right. Very well done. Wow. Very well done. Ken? <clears throat> oh, yes. Yes, uh, Ken McGrath. Um, uh, at uh, Ken AMCG on Twitter. Um, yeah, for for me, I don't really drink coffee except when I'm working. So what does so that tell time. you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How creative are you? When, I, when I'm at a job somewhere, or or I have it uh, for as as pleasure in the afternoon. So okay. yeah, if I'm working, uh, uh, I guess it's it's coffee. Okay, cool. But I mean, and. and uh, yeah, but it's, uh, really, but, but it's really the question is more about not working about the creativity 
part of that. If you're being uh, creative, what works better for you? A cup of coffee or a beer or two or five or ten? Uh, you're on do you coffee want to have a beer? Right now, aren't you? Do, do you want to drink a beer and think about it a little bit and come back to us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. No, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm just having a little, uh, a little something. Else. Shot of red rum. That looks yeah, like dark no, rum. No, man. it's a shot of uh, uh, black spiced. Ooh, he's such a classy guy. Okay, so the head first working for you, Simon. Yeah, they're, they're good. All right, my, so I got a we got we got a special guest here via Paul. Yeah. Turn on the mic. Oh, is is the mic not oh, happening? There you go. There Just go, give it a better, test. Right? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You He's not quiet. Tones. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe dull tones. <laughs> Normally, I'm loud enough. I don't need a mic to be on. <laughs> Just stand outside and He's yell. Like, ah. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to thank Paul for uh, basically influencing me, having coming on the show. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. You know, what do you do uh, for fun other than uh, drink beer and coffee? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a comedian. My name is Simon King. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Um, some would say somewhat professional comedian. I haven't done anything else for well over a decade. So, you know, what can you do? That's basically, that's my life. I, I travel around. I drink lots of beer and coffee, which are two of, I think, the most important for you. I don't like how we're fighting over which is the best. I think that's like picking a child. You can't yeah. do that. You're going to be like, oh, well, beer, beers, you know, look, I've spent a lot of time with beer and beer and I, we love each other. All right. <laughs> but coffee motivates me to do things. You know, coffee gets me going and beer brings me down from coffee's like the yappy dog. It's like, yeah, yeah, we should do so. We should hang out. And, and beer is like notice the, big... the coffee on the right. Oh, yeah, that's coffee four. Super but extra large. To be grandeur. fair, I'm just starting my work day. So by the time, I, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you were drinking beer before you went to work, well, you know, then you'd have to, have to talk with the boss. Well, thank God I'm thank the God boss. Thank God we're all self. <laughs> yeah. Thank we're God all we're all self employed. Somebody's been crapping in the supply closet again. Oh. I'm going to be over here touching my toes next to the printer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a comedian. So, That's what it is. as you can tell, we do have a comedian in our midst. So, mm. we're going to basically throw the show in that direction. Mm. Um, so, I just want to ask you like, you've been a comedian for like, what, how long? 13 years, yeah. So oh. you started what, what you were five? Uh, when I was five years old, yeah. And uh, I was always a funny kid. No, I, uh, I, I have a youthful smile. Um, I have an old liver, so that works out well. <laughs> I have a youthful smile. Um, no, I started, uh, I did my, I've been on stage since I was like seven years old as an actor and stuff. And then, uh, and then uh, when I was, uh, when I was uh, 22, I found stand-up for the first time and I just, I haven't gone back. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, so were you doing beer commercials back when you were seven? Is <laughs> yeah. that what it was? Well, I, it was, I, like I was born in England shit. and they have different rules, as Paul will attest. <laughs> <laughs> that explains. A lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, look at him. It's, yeah. Paul's slightly my future. That's what I'm like. He's oh, my, God. He's my Jacob Marley just to show up. Change your ways. Any, any advice? That's uh -oh. so sad. You know, if you can't be a good example, serve as a warning. Yeah, Have you updated your suicide note today? <laughs> I did. I changed it this morning. <laughs> I put check out the podcast before I, uh, you know, just because I want to. Maybe I'll be like Van Gogh and people will like my things after I'm gone. Yeah. Probably. Not. No, no, no. no <laughs> but I'm no. still going to cut off an ear. Stay tuned. <laughs> hey, there's an app for that. Don't worry about it, man. For, like, for hey, there's, there's, there you go, honey. Ah. Tortured post-impressionist app. Like drink oh. absinthe and use iPhone. Fantastic. Everyone loves it. Oh, hey, speaking of um, using social media when you're drunk or drinking absinthe and stuff like that, um, do you... Uh, Why did you look over here? Do you, do you, yeah. <laughs> I know. I saw that too. Yeah. And he was like, speaking of being hammered. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you like? Well, girls, you're, you're, you're a social media specialist, and, and I know you're not supposed to uh, tweet we or be on the internet. We never drunk tweet. 
Speak for yourself. <laughs> what about what about uh, <laughs> it comes out? Yeah. Hold on, you can sober tweet. <laughs> You're changing everything. Uh, uh, yeah, using the using social. Oh, yeah, that's a good th- like the, the whole social. I'm very confused by social media. I don't really. It's so like, are we I try all try, and I don't understand. Some people are so good at it, like they're so good at, at twittering and stuff. And I post things that I think my buddy, um, a comic named Frank Calcanea, uh, he's really really funny. He's got like tons of followers. He's kind of quasi famous dude. Mm. He always says he's like I follow you mostly because I love your Twitter meltdowns because like about four o'clock in the morning I'll just start you know what's wrong with the system and I'll just use it like this weird 140 character manifesto that was just one I, after the other I think that's my suicide note it's my all my tweets put together eventually people will be saying we should have seen it coming yeah exactly. really seen it coming no one said anything at all yeah look at this he's well, hashtagging death every third line but it's, line. Like, I'll, I'll but it's hard to see it when it's broken down 140 characters Precisely, at a time right? you don't yeah. see the whole message but, you gotta cry for help in little little bursts now. <laughs> now, I'm going to ask Bonnie, isn't there a piece of software that enables you to do that when you can stack them all together? Oh, yeah. Buffer. Buffer. So there you go. Buffer. Yeah. You can buffer it. Oh man, that would look like the craziest. I think about this because I'll tweet stuff like, "Yeah, the government shut down. Maybe we should lend them the Queen to keep them going." And also, then the next tweet is like, "Eyelids are weird." So like, I'll like <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Oh my god! Hey, I want just like mine. Like I want to see that as a storify. I think that'd be a fantastic that storify. <laughs> What's a storify? Make you can make a video of all your tweets. All right. What? Oh, a bunch oh. of vines. Oh, oh no! Oh, I want to be. We the got the techies going. We got the techies going. So, uh oh. So okay. So let's give uh, let's give Simon some advice here. Um, for for you know, let, imagine he's sober, and uh, <laughs> uh, give me a minute. You sound like my grandpa. Yeah, okay, imagine let's... he's sober for one minute. <laughs> yeah. um, what should he be? How should he be using uh, Twitter to 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 help his fans have a better time when he's uh, on stage and stuff like that? He should be the same person on Twitter that he is on stage. That's, have that's you seen happens. him on stage? Yeah. Twitter is not big enough for that. I mean, no. it's, no, no, it's not loud enough. It, you know what? what I mean, I, but you can be loud. You still need to be you. Yeah. I take the nuggets of. of I mean, if you read yeah. my Twitter feed, it is like having a one-way conversation with me, which is probably the best kind of conversation to have <laughs> with me. Right. Really, you don't want to enable this behavior. But yeah, no, I do. I do tend to tweet. Like, what I one of my favorite things to do is I'll find like a trending topic that's got something that I got a lot of meat on it that I can play with. Because I use Twitter as a writing tool sometimes too. So what I like to do, I, it's a really good stretch out for my brain because the kind of comedy I do is is ranty and social and political stuff. But sometimes it's nice to go for that goofy stuff as well. And so when there'll be like a hashtag trending thing that's really fun, I'll mm. do that. In fact, most of the followers I have come from that just because people will retweet. They'll see something stupid. And they'll reach like stuff like you know change a sitcom by losing a letter or things like that that become like the government shutdown is trending right now and I went, mm-hmm. went to town on that for a bit just because I find that stuff funny that's stuff I talk about anyway yeah it writes so. itself but it, well it's also current so people are looking at it precisely yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like and then and some you got to be careful like the Kenyan mall shooting and stuff you can't have to yeah. be yeah. sideways yeah. on that yeah. <laughs> some people get a little offended but then again having said that I think also uh, as a comedian you you kind of part of what you do is I mean I noticed that when there's a tragedy particularly comedian will tweet stuff and kind of use the guise of well I'm being funny to get away with it and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't one of my favorite comics is a comic named Doug Stanhope he's extremely on the edge he's extremely uh, he's a very very good comic but he also lives in a world without a filter because that's how he's able to do what he does so like you were saying if he changed what he did on Twitter the people that follow him because they like they would be missing out so I think your job yeah is to be as genuine as possible unless you're playing a character like drunk president or something like that no, 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 no. what happens if something tragic happens in your life like you bomb do you tweet about it uh, yeah I, I, to give you an idea of the way comedians deal with stuff um 
uh, like I was extremely close with my grandmother, and um, the day she died, uh, four hours later, I was on stage making fun of her because it was the only way I could deal with it. But it's the only way yeah. I could deal with it. My family would do that. And a woman, came <laughs> up to me, a woman came up to me after the show. And she said, "Oh, that was really funny, but you should be careful because someone's grandmother may have just died." And I was like, "My grandmother did just die." And she's like, "No way!" And I said, "Yeah." And she said, "You're a freaking monster," and threw a drink in my no. face. And the other comics oh. started laughing because he knew <laughs> that's how you deal. So yeah, I when I when I get problems that I can't really deal with, I. I seek to express myself. And so Twitter, yeah, that does happen on Twitter sometimes. By and large, I'm careful. You can't please everybody. And no. yeah, and it's like my family deals with tragedies with a lot of black humor. Yeah, it, it's the, it's one of the best ways to do it. Yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> All right. So, so Bob doing... Exactly. He looks like Harvey, too. He looks like Harvey. Who's Harvey? Who's Harvey? Oh, the, the host of TMZ. Yeah. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Paul, you're so Hollywood. <laughs> and what's your Twitter ID there? At unfamous. At unfamous. Oh, that's a nice one. Wow. You can see by the following that I score. have that it is true. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it'll go up a little bit tonight. Oh, look at oh. that. That's nice. Oh, how, how many listeners do we have to the podcast? Fifty-two. Yes. 52. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So and they're all online time. today. Growing yeah. every week. Wow. That's better one. than my draw in Vancouver, so that's good. That's more people than I can nice. put in the room. <laughs> <laughs> we just got to book small rooms. Like, yeah, well, that's know. what I actually try to do. Yeah. Like, oh, it looks fuller when it's small. It's a private show or stuff yeah. like that. But well, there's no think, telephone booths on the like street like anymore. A, <laughs> a comedy show in my car. Oh. <laughs> Five seats. Comedy cab. I would love there. to do a comedy series, actually, with limos. And the ticket is that you you go uh, on a street corner and a limo pulls up and you get on. There's a comedian there. And you get Surprise. 20 minutes of the comedian. And then it stops, you get out, and another limo pills up, and there's a different comedian. You do 10 comedians with like 50 or 60 people, and just driving all around town. That's a great idea. Isn't that totally 50 cool? 50 or 60. Yeah. How big a limo are you talking? <laughs> well, you'd, like, you'd have like 30 different party limos. Bus. In diff- you know, a party be- bus oh, would work a little be better because awesome. then yeah. you can stand up. Yeah. Because if, if I could stand it, because sometimes. Are you a stand up comedian or a sit down comedian? I'm a, I'm a roll around. I do weird stuff. Sometimes I got a bum knee comedian. I'm just like, ah! throw some salt on the ground. I just did just for laughs, and when I was there, my back was hurting really badly. Um, I don't know what I did. I must have uh, finally too much tur- drinking. Finally realized I was in my thirties as opposed to my twenties. I'm like, what's going on? And uh, it's weird how they give you back pills, but it's my front that needs help. Yeah, so, <laughs> my back's not the problem. But um, and I was like, I would the first couple nights I was there before I uh, I, I found the benefit of just medicating with Mark, Maker's Mark. Um, but the first couple of nights I was there, I was like stooped over, and I was like, this is so sad that I'm like walking around like I'm sure, and then like give it up for the super energetic I'm like just get me to the stage and my jokes <laughs> give me a wheelchair just, just roll me up to the microphone <laughs> here he comes grandpa sadness <laughs> oh man which as we all know is the Dutch Santa Claus is oh, yeah you a piece of coal for you and you get a carrot <laughs> so, fuck you I His want the coal has maggots in it grandpa sadness <laughs> <laughs> The worst Dutch accent ever. So I want to know how long have you been mixing your medications? Uh, <laughs> I eat a lot of pills. I find because yeah. I figure <laughs> people drop them, they're probably gonna take them, and they were good. Hey, if, if they dropped, if, they, if they'd seen they did drop, then they would have picked them up for sure. I mean, if, if you just walk into any emergency room and start twitching, they'll give you shots of anything. It's wow. great. It's there really go. good for the dry spells. You know the yeah, time well, exactly. it's like, I'm trying to tweet. Uh, I need the red one. Yeah, <laughs> bars don't always open until like four. Or f- what the hell, right? So sometimes you gotta make do. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yourself. That's true. Well, that's why I have my own winery. Oh wow! Yeah. Hello. Yeah. I know in the I meantime, go in you'll and never get pregnant. So uh, uh, just keep yeah, taking pills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, let's get back to some reality mm. here. Social media and a black beard. Oh, there you are. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-oh. We found oh, you. Oh, Bonnie, you've been stalked by three oh, chicks. Hello. So who? Doesn't get much better than that. Hello, internet ladies. Yes, yeah. but you know, this chick has over 100,000 followers, so yeah. you, you want to be followed by her. That's like Jonestown numbers. How do you do that? That's, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. You can't start a cult. She keeps, like she keeps them alive. It's going to start like rolling a segue with like a long road. Oh. Hello, minions. <laughs> No, that's why we started Women Talking Tech. <laughs> and I know it has something to do with all the super fans that keep promoting her, right? Oh, exactly. exactly. I think yeah, Women Talking Tech will become a will become a religion soon. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. That's I awesome. can't. Yeah, I don't know how to. Well, I think Bond should have a cooking show. You know, Sainsbury so sounds like a like uh, some sort of dessert. Well, Sainsbury Steak, is it? a famous like Salisbury dude. Salisbury. I know. No, so, I said sounds like sounds like Salisbury. Salisbury is a grocery store. The guy's from Australia. He doesn't know what he's talking about. They eat kangaroo down there, and they put that red radish thing inside. Have you ever pouch for Thanksgiving? It's so good. Oh yeah, it's made for stuffing. Oh, with a side of wallaby. Hey, somebody left a Joey in here. Oh, ouch. Okay, politically incorrect. Sorry, everybody. Ola, we have some fans in Australia. Okay, we have one. And the only reason he hangs out is because I said he he was cool and his daughter thought it was cool and she's a teenager. So for him, it's like... He is cool. We actually have a lot, but the rest are just wallabies. (laughs) Wannabes? Wallabies. Oh, okay. It's hard because you have to listen to the podcast upside down down there. Oh, yeah. That's funny. (laughs) That's hard, yeah. We've been talking about it, (laughs) yeah. I'm not a doctor of science. I don't even know if that's a thing. The microphone goes down the toilet the other way as well. So, you know, every time <laughs> Does I my listening. career go the other way down the toilet? <laughs> I go to Australia. <laughs> His hopes and dreams are going backwards. So uh, if I go up. <laughs> you mean, you know, yeah, oh my God, he's in an upward spiral lookout. Yeah. Oh. Upward spiral. If only we'd seen the signs. Yeah. Uh, he was tweeting so happily. He was and humming, then, he was positive. Yeah. And then he went to New Zealand. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she just tweeted so. that. Oh, oh, he's funny. Nice. I'm so disappointed. No, I, I retweeted your uh, TV thing too. Oh, thank you. 118,000 people. Good God. Hey, That's a lot of power for one woman to have. I know. <laughs> have, you, have you weaponized them yet? That's Monday morning. You should make them all go to like one no frills all at once at like 11.55. <laughs> just be like, we're going to the no frills. And just like, everyone grab a turkey. Like, <laughs> just complete madness. Just can you imagine what's happening in here? And they just came in. Just like one clerk. Every cashier on now. <laughs> just people running up with turkeys. Just mayhem. That's insane. Bonnie told us to. <laughs> <laughs> you should all just take up one bike lane. Just do it. Just ride all ride one bike lane. <laughs> oh, the Ideas to what to do with your followers on oh, social yeah. media. See, that's what you need. Yeah, hey, that's a good article. Just ask a question. Hey, sorry, dude. Uh, we got, uh, so, well, what is the subject that you guys are talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I apologize. Co- that's a hell of a question. Comic social media. Uh, comic. It's like a... Uh, Basically, we're, we're doing a, a comic version of our show, which is basically like our show. It's kind of a regular show, just a bit more official. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just going to put that There may be some that. social media. There may be some technology. There'll be a lot of beer and digressions. And other than that, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that is, if we digress, we get to drink a beer. And this is show yeah. is being all friggin' digressions. Oh, so. there you go. But I do have a question for Simon. How, how do, you, do you manage your fans? Like, uh, do you have actual, 
fans and do you have a fan club or do you newsletter or how do you manage them? first of all thank you for the liberal use of the word fans I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, my parents will be glad you called them that they will be so happy that you said um, <laughs> they're uh, well one of them anyway uh no i uh, yeah what i've tried to do is, is i try to um stay as in touch as possible because the good thing about this being such a small sort of like me being so under the radar is that i can actually have communication pretty regularly with with uh, the majority i mean people send me emails all the time from they, they they email me through the uh through my site sometimes a lot of time through facebook and so you have a website have and a website. and yeah. so so people email you through there and yeah they, and, and so they email me um uh at this is simonking.com people go on there email me and, and i basically answer all those emails unless something extremely busy is happening i can't get to them most of the time i'm right on the other end of the, the email so i just got a uh, i just been doing some correspondence with a guy in hamilton who saw one of the latest and what's your facebook page um I just Simon King. I don't know what the URL is for that. It's, it's just I think I'm the only one with a sign that says comedian, and I just look sad. So you'll find me. Um, but Twitter has been really there good for are. that too because okay. I can I can like fa Facebook. So I split my Facebook into two. I keep my personal page where I'm a little more communicative, but I try not to promote shows too much. Other than podcasts and stuff, I'll do that. Um, but on my fan page is I use it almost exclusively for promoting shows and trying not to. Um, I try not to inundate my my personal page too much with 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 promotion because that's I a try good, to that's keep a good them a little bit separate. Um, but also, it's it's so my fan page is a good way for people to communicate because the great thing about Facebook is people can actually directly contact you and if it gets weird because it has got weird sometimes there's been a few people that it gets a little yeah. bit weird I can only imagine what it's like further up the ladder but for me it gets I know that feeling you ever do that like you're reading an email and it starts to take a south turn on you and you're like yeah. oh my god like I got one from Paul the other day said come to this podcast and, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I came in and it was all these people like I thought it was an intervention oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a one on one yeah, for God's like, sake and I was just like oh my god this is how it ends i'm gonna dress um, in my tux it's like the pesci scene in goodfellas i was like ah yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just begun so, so far right? yeah. <laughs> but that communication is so yeah. great and i love the fact that i can actually do that because in this day and age like back in the day and before all this it was basically email yeah. and that was even before that it was even harder and now i have this kind of comfort of distance where i can actually if it gets a little weird which it has yeah. a couple times i can back off or make it you know because sometimes people will add me on my Facebook regular page that I don't know. I try to only add people that I know have three or four yeah. mutual friends or that I know from yeah. real life because it, otherwise it does get, and then then you're accessible on chat right. all the time and then people do, they get into your life a little bit and it gets a little odd. So I try and separate my personal life very much as well, as much as I can from yeah. that. How personal is your personal life? That's what I want to know because you're being a comedian, your life is out there. You go on stage and you go, bleh, See, we, my we, life. We, oh, it's what, how much I, you want to put on there. Like me, I, I don't put very, uh, all, nothing personal on any of this stuff. It's, yeah, well, but it's all my. I know. But, but Paul, you have, have to have a stalker. little bit of you come, you know, come across. I mean, oh yeah, no, it, 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 me, media, it's totally me come across, you. but I have no personal information. Like, you yeah. know, you know, basically, you know, that's. Yeah. Well, I, okay. Here's case in point. Now, you know, Paul. Uh, Paul, sorry. The Rock God's been coming here for what, like a half year, almost a, a year now. About a year, maybe. And um, I <laughs> thought he was just a specially karaoke singer. And then I found out, like, he's his high-end uh, coder dude who, who does computer <laughs> shit. It's, it's like, so two totally government separate exactly. things. And you two know totally it. separate things. So it's, it's very, well, very I, weird. I, I, and I do that. I have my own fan page mm -hmm. underneath my Facebook and for yeah. my karaoke. And then you can and then split it, yeah. And I find it because... Business I'm, is another one, et cetera. As so. a comedian, um, a, a lot of comedians, like, there's two kind of distinct styles of comedy. There's internal and external in, in my 
believe. And most comics are internal comics where they talk about themselves in relation to the world. I'm an external comic where I talk about the world in relation to myself. So mm -hmm. I don't really need to talk about my personal life too much because I don't find it that funny. And so because of that, not a lot of people have too much access to who I am in that way. So I am not under, I don't feel any need to allow people access. Mm -hmm. Like if I was the kind of guy who talked about uh, marriage and kids and stuff like that, if I had those yeah. things and I talked about that all the time, well, people would be aware that yeah. I had those relationships. But because of the kind of comedian I am, I talk about politics and society and, and, and life. And those are universal topics that don't require too much personal access. Now, people have personal access to me in the way that they know who I am as a person. People know what city I'm in. They know my sensibilities. They get a rough idea of my politics and my feelings and things and everything. But they don't need to know anything outside of my life. And subsequently, like right now, they're doing a... There's a documentary being done of me, and and uh, I I had nice. to be very careful as to who because the the guy wanted to talk to a bunch of people in my life, and I had to be very careful to who I let him talk to and who he wanted to talk to. Like, your cat, your dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like I'm in a, I've been in a relationship. That cat talks way too much. <laughs> like I've been in a relationship for uh, for almost 14 years, and and but she uh, she comes to shows once in a while. But our, my life is very our life. Uh, does not involve stand-up comedy. Yeah, my life involves stand-up comedy. Her life involves school and whatever she does. And then, and then together, we don't bring those things in because it's not necessary. So people know that I'm in a relationship, I guess, from my podcast and stuff. But they don't really know who she is. We don't link too much on Facebook because I don't want people on my Facebook page being. Because I got a couple of weirdo comments early on mm. um, when it was when there were more pictures of us together, and I I was uncomfortable with it. And I thought I'm making the decision to be in this life. This is my life. Um, now she's an adult and everything. She she can do what she wants, but she's made it very clear that she doesn't necessarily want too many people having it. Like her Facebook, she has like 80 people on her Facebook because they're yeah. people she actually knows. Well, you're going to have 52 more crazy people, 52 <laughs> people. <laughs> <laughs> knowing about your, you your relationship now because you just, you just told all the 52 yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. Like, so you have to maintain Joking. a little bit of distance. Yeah. And I'm, I'm lucky because I have the benefit of the kind of material that I do doesn't require me to be yeah. too open about my personal life. Okay, now, so going back I, to the I, question I, 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 about I, I, how do you manage your fans? So you, you, do you do mailing lists or is it just like post through your posts and through your shows? Nobody uses cattle prod. You know, yeah. like. <laughs> Get the hell in the box. Ah, Get back in the box. box. You're like this. Ah. Is there a Wiley bunch? Oh, you uh, see through me. Well, what I do is, yeah, in, to, in order to communicate with them, um, Twitter is actually quite useful, and um, uh, a lot of when I'm in, depending on where I'm in a town, I built up a sort of a, a small kind of word of mouth following in, in the larger cities in the country. So, like, I just did a show in Toronto not that long ago, and in order to get people out, um, it, we tweeted it and everything else, but a lot of it came from people in and around okay, yeah. new. So it's actually kind of a neat old school way of doing it, and it, it's kind of like it, it's it's the equivalent of being like bringing your friends over and go listen to this record. This is great, and then everyone goes out and buys mm -hmm. friends and comes alive. So the idea was that like I do try and make myself accessible. I do tweet a lot, like promoting this show that I'm doing at the rickshaw, trying to get people in the city to come to things. It's putting me out on a bit of a limb because I should have been doing this in the states and trying to do this in Canada, especially in Vancouver, That's where tough. people yeah. are notoriously yeah. apathetic. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get it. And normally TV tapings are free. Like that's the way you do it. I can't afford to do that because I'm doing this on my own buck. Because I want to own it. I don't want an American yeah. network to own this. Yeah. I want this to be something I own. Because a little while ago, um, there was a, an article in Vanity Fair that said Canadians weren't funny. And I took that rather personally. And I was about to tape 
um, in Los Angeles for the next special, and then I scrapped the whole thing. I thought, screw this, I'm doing yeah. this in Vancouver. Well, John, look at the states. The states yeah. they just collapsed. The government shut care? down. Yeah. I mean, it's all your fault, man. That's because yeah. I would not. Yeah. I yeah. would yeah. not yeah. do this. Yeah. Yeah. All that job. He left the city. He shut down the fucking government, man. I would come and take you out. All the tea partiers are. Damn, we wanted them here so bad. Oh, Shouty's not coming to town. But so I thought, I'll do this in Canada. Can I take my toys and go home? Yeah. Do you Liberty America high five or whatever. And then they just drink Mountain Dew and pass out. I don't know how the Tea Party does their thing, but I guess there's a lot of that. I guess there's a lot of shooting guns in the air. Bang, bang, bang. America. That's why I think it would be hilarious. We should send a bunch of redcoats down there. If you can't run your own shit, we'll do it for you. Yeah, exactly. We'll take over for you. Don't worry. We'll handle it. But yeah, so that's yeah. No, that's good. Good answer. Yeah. Do you do it through? Like uh, Twitter a lot of Facebook or what do you do? Uh, I'm doing Twitter and I started on Facebook yeah. and Google Plus recently, yeah, but yeah, uh, mainly mainly at Twitter first and just my local following. Like you yeah, said, yeah. Um, I have a website. My website does quite a bit, yeah. uh, quite a bit of hits and just uh, getting people every day there. So yeah, yeah. So that's do YouTube a lot. Do you YouTube? No, actually I don't. I, that's one of the YouTube. things about saying private a bit. I, yeah, yeah. You know, you want people to come out and see your show. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to yeah. give it all away, you know, for free. Well, you know, that's funny because, like, look at uh, Louis C.K. Mm -hmm. He's a guy that's given it all away, and he's made a lot of money by giving it all away. Yeah. If you're, I think if you're a comedian and you're doing something that, that's uniquely a style, you want to introduce that style to as many people yeah. as possible because if yeah. people get it and they, they laugh, it's like, oh, man, I haven't had a good laugh like that. And then he's, then, you know, there's brand recognition. And then when they do see your ad or whatever, your promotion, your tweets, say, oh, yeah. He's coming to town. We should check him well, out. Oh, it's Wednesday. That's we can't why comedians go. do late night talk shows and stuff. It's because mm. you take that five yeah. minutes. Like I'm, I'm doing, I'm taping an hour ten, um, and there are clips out there, different clips. Of, uh, there's a, a five minute clip of this, some of the stuff I'm doing. Now it's only five minutes, but it gives you a really good feel of what I'm doing. It's mm. on. It's a thing I did for the Winnipeg Fest last year, and then I just taped one for JFL, which has a little bit of different stuff. But over those two things, that's about ten minutes of material from yeah. the hour fifteen or hour ten. But the good thing about that is both of those are a really good example of what I do. Mm -hmm. And so when that gets out there, people go, oh, I kind of like this. I have a lot more people these days showing up saying, oh, I, I saw you on TV or I yeah. saw this thing or I saw you on YouTube. Yeah. And that really does help that word of mouth. Okay. No, that's when it comes down to it, if I say, let's go see a band. It's that go, little teaser. Good? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And, and so if you say, I want to go see music. Well, no one says, I want to go see music. They want to go see a band or a kind of band. Yeah, and they want an likely, experience. And you're likely yeah. to go to one that your friend recommends or that you know has good taste. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But, but it's funny. Canada, the yeah, Canadians seem to have a real problem about celebrating Canadians. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the, the, oh yeah, it's yeah the, the, there's a guy Carter Horty who's a is it Carter Horty, mm -hmm. and he's a he's a local comedian. Great he example. did a great set about two years ago. He did this great um, great joke, and uh, then we had Tommy Tiernan, who's a phenomenal Irish comedian. Mm. He came and he did a fantastic show in on Granville Street. I can't remember where, mm. and the, the straight wrote up this this show. And the highlight of the show was this this joke where Carter Horty said, uh, oh, yeah, I, I give my wife um, roofies. Not so I can have sex, but yeah. so I can get some peace and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a joke that Carter Horty had said mm -hmm. a year before. Yeah. You know, and I, and I was, you know, it, it just blew me away that, yeah. that this was the highlight of the Tommy Tiernan show. Yeah. And yet it, it, you know, what Carter Horty was doing a year before didn't make the news at all. Yeah. Um, and, and Canadians have got a real problem celebrating Canadians. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you're envious of, of 
Canadian success There's a, there's a weird know? inbuilt humility that is super... It's a big part super, of being Canadian. Yeah. There's an anti-hero thing. And, and Canadian comedy benefits from this in, in a big way. We're, like, being being British, being raised British, and, and spending all that time in America, and being a comic in Canada, I have this kind of neat kind of middle ground thing. And, and what Canadians do really well is we are really able to allow people access to us because mm-hmm. we have humility. You will... I, this is the way I explain it. If you ask an, a Canadian what, who their favorite band is, they'll go, oh, I really like Radiohead. You should listen to this. If you ask an American, they go, Radiohead's the best. What are you, stupid? And that's the <laughs> difference. But that's the difference, right? Yeah. Is Americans and, and American sensibility is more forceful. Yeah. And the British sensibility too a little bit, although the British have, they kind of have a different intelligence about comedy. Whereas Canadians, we produce this amazing stuff and, it, and it, 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 it's music as well. We produce this amazing stuff and yet we're somehow kind of embarrassed to promote like if you get famous in the states, then all of a sudden they love you because someone else has said it's okay to love you. Yeah. But if you don't, if you're not well, successful outside the country, you know. Are they famous in the states? Mic check. Yeah, yeah. Was that nickel and dime? Nickel and dime. Oh God. Hey, yeah. hey, 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 hey. Alberta is has put up hey, some really Katie lovely Lang, songs. Man. Don't she's awesome. Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you, what's the best um, comedy club in Vancouver? Like, a lot of people, they say, hey, let's go for some comedy. Where the hell do you go to go comedy in Vancouver? Uh, it, it really depends on what you're looking for. Like, uh, if you're looking for the club experience of, like, they go to a, go to a club, um, you know, see a really tight three-person, four-person show um, on a weekend, the Comedy Mix is the place you want to be. Yeah. Uh, that, that's, awesome it's, it's place. a beautiful Where club. Where is that? The Comedy Mix is uh, on Burrard underneath the uh, Century Plaza Hotel. Oh, right. Yeah. It's, in the, it's a beautiful yeah. club. Across it's from St. Paul's. Actually, yeah, they're just having their 10-year anniversary Used to be show Yuck Yucks or something, I think it was. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, and uh, and the club, it's it's a beautiful club. It's late. From a performance point of view, I'm at the right height with the audience the sound is good it's it's a couple hundred people it's 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 the it's the it's the yeah. great club it's a really nice location um i've done the the vancouver yak a few times it's a nice club too there's nothing wrong with it um yeah. i just prefer the mix because it's my home club but for me um y- your best bet if you're a comedy fan if you're just going to comedy you know a couple times a year as a party or whatever then you want to go to the club because that's what you're going to get yeah, you're guaranteed yeah. a yeah. good belly but up. if you're a comedy fan there's so many great rooms in this city that you mm. can see uh, there's rooms like uh displace hashery on wednesday nights has a show I'm doing uh, tonight I'm doing a show at the Biltmore um, there are shows there's shows from basements of pizza parlors to you know like improv clubs to, there's everything in between um, there's a lot of Vancouver comedy that's very very good and the stand-up comedy in the city is second to none I've, I've been to all the scenes I've seen them all there's something strange about the city and part of it is because what we talked about about how like we don't celebrate our own in a way so there's this weird kind of quiet competition amongst ourselves mm-hmm. it's not it's not aggressive but it's like there's so many good comics and there's so many people who are successful and extremely good at what they do but without being you know too famous to to sort of like um to, to kind of be alienated so there's this weird group where you know uh, a friend of mine just moved back to Australia and he said the weird thing is he listed up a bunch of comics in Vancouver and he said guys at this level are famous in Australia he's like wow. but they're not famous in Canada because it doesn't like our next biggest city that we can do shows in is Victoria yeah it's a ferry ride or you got to drive like I often drive 16 to 18 hours to do shows well that, that's crap. the interesting thing I mean yeah. uh, uh, we're talking the same kind of thing with our business about you know we're promoting something for our company and it's like well where do we go next do we go to 
Calgary? No, yeah. closest city is Seattle. We yeah. have to cross yeah. the border. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. go Seattle, you yeah. go Portland. Yeah. And San Francisco is almost equal to going to going to, to yeah. uh, you know, Calgary yeah. or going to Edmonton. Absolutely. Well, it's, it's and your so population weird. base is so much higher. And, and the, the econo- economy in, in California is so much stronger. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like I'll, uh, Calgary is the next biggest hub for Canadian comics. I yeah. will spend the majority. I mean, I'm just after I tape this thing, I'm basically on the road until New Year. And I will spend most of the next two and a half months um, in towns like Tisdale in Saskatchewan and Provo in Alberta and like these little tiny towns yeah. doing these gigs because that's how you survive. Mm-hmm. Now, if you get to Toronto and stuff, yeah, there's more there. But yeah. if you're a Western comic in Vancouver being based out of here, there's probably a handful of comics who are full-time comics in the city. And and there's way more who should be, but most people have to have a job to survive yeah, because it's, it's way too hard. It yeah. is yeah. unbelievable so, just how few people go out and watch comedy. I'm like, yeah. I, I went to see Dwight Slade. Yeah. Um, who is the guy who was, uh, you know, um, Bill Hicks's writing partner? Mm-hmm. And this yeah. guy, I mean, like, uh, phenomenal. Bill Hicks was, was, you know, I've got a list. It's God. Jesus, yeah. uh, it's John Lennon, and <laughs> Bill Hicks. Yeah. And, uh, and Bill and would be Slade. third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, really? Jesus beat me. Sorry about that. Yeah, but uh, kind of like being, be- be- being beat by Santa. Oh, beat by Santa one year. None of your perversions, please. This is decent so, comedy so show. So, do you do you have to perform? I said Santa, not Satan. Being beaten by Santa, I don't want to know about that. Is there a reason why internet comedy, why entertainment? hasn't gone into the internet. Um, stand-up comedy is, is a unique and interesting art form in that it's one of the last true free open art forms. It's one of the last... It's, it's very much like being a town crier, especially if you're saying something that's a little bit charged. <laughs> yeah. And so that instant, that instant response is so required. Because I make... Even if I even if I'm even if I say I'm going to do this hour, uh, like I know the material I'm going to do before I walk in, I still have to make minute adjustments based on the way I the audience is perceiving it because it's an interactive experience. It's the feedback. It is. It's the energy right. you yeah. get. And and so that's why it's sometimes when you watch a special of a comic, it's not as good as seeing them live, or it because they are making minor adjustments for the because an audience full of people is like an animal. You have to kind of kind of treat it with you have to respect and you have to understand it. So making that leap to the internet is very hard. Because we don't have that instant feedback. Even with something like like having people in a room and being able to see their faces and read them and communicate with them is super important. For at least for me, for what I do. Yeah. I believe a comic's number one skill that they should have is reading a room. And so when you move it to that level, I think you you can still get the jokes out, you can still do but then I think you lose that intimacy. So I think right. like I prefer small rooms of people even to large ones. Like I've played five thousand people. I prefer five hundred or less. That's my favorite because I can see them with the low ceilings and like we're all in it together. Yeah. It feels to me more honest and more like it's you have to you have to grow bigger to survive I think, so that being said i'm just wondering if google hangouts do you think is going to be something that comics are going to embrace because they actually can connect with their fans on that type of ba- that way okay what's a google hangout <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing about bob's screen two-way, that's not bob's two-way video yeah, that's two-way right. video but, 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 but it's a small audience but it's a very small audience well no but what you could do is you could have uh you could do 
nine people you could, you could invite mm-hmm. nine super fans make it a competition or whatever yeah. at the club blah 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 we'll invite you and then you do a private show for Ooh. nine other people that would be interesting and, but yeah. the thing is but you're gonna have 10,000 people but listening but live to YouTube yeah. right so, so anybody can watch it that, but you that, will only see the nine faces that would faces. be interesting because yeah. then you get people because especially if they know who you are now you're dealing with people who know what they're getting before they walk in the room yeah. so now you can go and that's that's where I'm hitting my head on the roof right now is like I have a lot more I want to say and a lot more I want to do but I still have to go on the road and I still have to do I have to go to Grand Prairie and explain to them for 15 minutes the kind of comic I am before I get into the stuff I really want to do now that's why the small rooms are good because you can kind of play around here there's no pressure Vancouver's great for being able to be under the radar and try what you want but when you get out there and when you work you have to have a certain so like I look at like I just uh, recently just worked with Doug Stanhope and his his crowd wow. they know who he is before he gets in the door <laughs> yeah oh yeah and I mean some of them are really messed up human beings like they're really <laughs> weird human beings yeah, yeah. but the it's bottom not line is I I he said some stuff that I'm like I'm like you even Doug Stanhope couldn't say that in a room full of people who didn't know what they were getting because he still oh. offended people yes like Carlin was walking people on his last tour Carlin you yes. pay a hundred dollars a ticket to see yeah. George Carlin a man whose career is taller than him you. you mm. And still you're walking out? And wow. so that means the level that they can go to at that point is is absolutely amazing. And so for me, I'm not there. Um, and that's one of the reasons why you try and get your profile up. So you can. So when you're at that level, yeah, having a small thing like that would be great because you can see people. And then, yeah, it can be broadcast to other people. That yeah. would be kind of neat. But, but if, you, if you did that, right, say, say you, you did a Google Hangout mm-hmm. with, you know, like say Bob organized Google Hangout for yeah. you and another half dozen comedians. Yeah. If you then bang that out over Google Hangout, who would own the, 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 the rights? To it. it would be the person that account it would be connected to, right? The person basically, if I did it through my account, then it would go to my YouTube account. Yeah. So, we'll so it should be him account. doing it if he was doing so, it. Simon so would do you, it so and organize it and then invite the people. It's streaming, no, no, it's streaming and being recorded. So, so, yeah, 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 it it goes to you. So, could you could you charge people to join the the hangout and to listen to it? No, it's not. It's not a monetized type of thing. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, YouTube is monetized eventually if you get enough views. YouTube is talking about it. Oh, yeah, Yeah. they're talking about. Okay, YouTube YouTube is talking about it. Oh, I think the exposure they need is so to. key more than anything else. I'd love the ability just to access because I have fans in like I have some fans in Thunder Bay, for instance. There's yeah. no foreseeable way I'm getting wow. to Thunder Bay yeah. this year because just there's no way to do it. Yeah. Do but it would be great to be able to offer yeah, them and go look. Exactly. Or like if, if people you could do a crime and get sent there. I could. <laughs> well, actually, well, <laughs> well exactly. can I can I ask a question? Sure, and sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, go for uh, it. Just uh, two weeks ago, we went to the fan club and we went and saw Greg Proops. Mm-hmm. And it's he it's not his regular set. Mm-hmm. It's his podcast set yeah, yeah and it was fantastic yeah, the room really was funny. absolutely packed yeah. and it was a lot of fun and yeah. it was quite a unique environment yeah. because he sat down at a table with a newspaper he does a bunch of research he researches the region he's in and it's mm. he's definitely an intellectual comedian but mm. you know he's all about baseball weed and the constitution mm. like he's an amazing guy and that's the, different than his stand-up. His stand-up the, is fantastic. The but Greg Proops from Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men. I don't know. No, he was from Whose Line. No, he's from yeah. Whose Line is it anyway? Yeah. Uh, and he's amazing. Yeah, he's, he's really fantastic. Right. But it Actually, was, but it was an amazing show, and it's different from a stand-up yeah. show. It's completely yeah. different. Yeah. But the audience that comes there, and he, you know, then he puts that out in the, his podcast, and you get to listen to yeah. that, yeah. and it is a live it's environment specific to that room, yeah. and. On the podcast, it, I f- 
I thought it was very comparable in terms of I listened to his podcast before I went and saw him record a mm-hmm. live podcast. Mm-hmm. It was very comparable. Yeah. That yeah. live recorded But it was stand-up. that little bit for you as well. Like yeah. that, that being in that room, like I just did um, uh, Nanaimo and yeah. Ladysmith back to back. And I don't know if you know how where those but Ladysmith is a, it's a much smaller much different so Nanaimo yeah. I go there and I and we we had we sold it out it was great we were at this this rock pub called the Queens <laughs> it was awesome uh, we were drinking we were having fun and I was screaming and yelling and we did like an hour or so and it was great and it was it was fantastic it was a lot of fun um, and I didn't have to ease them into it at all because I had a reasonable belief that about half of those 110 people were there to see me. So yeah. Uh, yeah. right away, I had a good part of the audience on side, so it was good to go. Ladysmith was a different story. Ladysmith, were, they were not aware who I was, most of them, um, with maybe a half a dozen or so. But what I did do was I, I didn't. I wanted to give them the same show that I gave in Nanaimo, basically, because I don't believe that geographically they should be disqualified from getting the material that I want to give them. Also, that's what I want to do, and I'm at the point now where I've got just a little bit of screw you in my system and go, this is what I do. But in order to make it acceptable and palatable to the room, palatable to the room, I had to change the way into it. So instead of starting with something really abrupt and really sharp and political and social and blah, 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 I did a couple of little jokes to let them know what kind of a dude I was, what kind of comedy they were going to get, yeah. where, the, and I slowly but surely made it a little darker and a little weirder. And then when I hit them with the stuff, they were totally on board because they knew who I was. And then by the end of the set, we were all fine. But if I didn't do that extra five to seven minutes at the beginning, it would have been a harder battle. Yeah. Still would have worked because I still believe they would have got it because they did. But why not make that little adjustment? Why not make it a little bit easier? For for anybody in that room who may not have even seen live stand-up comedy before, because the the amount of population that actually sees live stand-up on a regular basis is so small. Yeah. It's like one to two percent of people in this country go to stand-up comedy, well, and in Vancouver, you could think it was less. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, that's why I've, I'm such a huge fan of podcasts because mm-hmm. most of the comedians I really know right now and I go see on a regular basis is be- yeah. because of podcasting. Yeah. Because I get to listen to them when I'm driving yeah. in my car. I get to use them, listen to them while I'm doing my dishes, and, yeah. and I really get to experience who who they are. Did you listen to Do you listen to Bill Burr's podcast? I the, listen what, to Bill Burr. I listen to Jen Kirkman. Mm-hmm. I listen. Listen to um, Stanhope's got a good one too. Actually, uh, I haven't. Heard, I didn't know Stanhope had one. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's it's Stanhope, so it's crazy. Yeah, Greg Proops, I listen yeah. to uh, Rogan. I listen to yeah. uh, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. I listen to like it, it, that's where I'm getting my experience. Uh, Dana Gould's uh, podcast is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and he's he so came fun. and he's played so at the Comedy Mix, and he led in yeah. with some the most offensive jokes you could imagine just to say guys I'm not fucking around and that is what you can do with a little bit of weight yeah. um, behind because it and, he and had his podcast that's one of the reasons and that's one of the reasons I started podcasting I, yeah. I do I actually just uploaded one today uh, the what's wrong with Simon King podcast is oh. it's it's not the podcast itself is not designed to be a laugh a minute the podcast itself is designed to be more accessible yeah. me without the without because what you do on stage is you turned up a tiny bit yeah. right yeah. but this is me talking it's just me it's just me and my iphone it's really low tech i Good. just talk and i just i don't plan it out i do i read letters and that's it and all and, and like basically i don't even read letters some weeks because someone sometimes they don't send any in. i just talk about what i want to talk about that week yeah. which helps me write because sometimes that stuff will end up on stage but one of the things i really like about that is that people now have this kind of access to you 
that they wouldn't normally have. So mm-hmm. I still have control over it. I still have the ability to, to say what I want to say, but I don't edit it. Um, if I can absolutely avoid it, unless there's a technical problem, I send it yeah. right out. Oh. And so I believe that it should be like, and so when people come and see me, I'm starting to now get more people who have actually listened to the podcast. Yeah. So now they know when they walk in that door. They may not have seen my act, but they've seen yeah, me. Yeah, they know the product. Know so yeah. now I have a bit of a question about that as well. Because social media offers you the opportunity to really get to know your fans really well, what do you do in order to get to know them better? In a city, would you say, hey, I'm going to be here, come out to my show, then chat with them on Twitter for a bit before it happens? What I, do that, I do that sometimes, yeah. Um, uh, actually, I've, I've had the weirdest sometimes I'll be on Twitter if I can I mean sometimes it depends on the scheduling and stuff but if I have a minute or two to be on Twitter before the show or sometimes when my opener's on I try not to do that because the, they should show respect to the opener but for a little bit before if people tweet direct me I let them know where I'm going to be I let them know before the show what's happening um, and then usually if they tweet to me I can tweet them back before I get that happen in the weirdest location sometimes like Grand Prairie and like Fort St. John and stuff I'll get people tweeting going this music before you go on is really lame I'm like what the heck like <laughs> <laughs> so it's really fun, um, and I, I try to make myself as accessible as possible. Um, but there's also a certain amount of work that has to be done for the show. Like before the, the taping, I'd love to be able to do that, but quite frankly, I'll be out of my head, insane, worrying about things. So you know, afterwards, yeah, it'll be great. I'd love to, and I'd love the idea of being able to communicate with them. But I talk with fans after shows all the time. I also wonder if you actually watch or listen to the Thorn Bleeder podcast that I listen to regularly, which basically talks entertainment celebrities. Mm-hmm or being celebrities, talking about how they actually interact with their fan bases in order to grow their fan networks mm-hmm. as well. And if you haven't, I would say I should you listen do. to that, it's actually. Really you know what? I travel so much that podcasts are, I just love, yeah. books on tapes and podcasts are like yeah. the thing that I, I love. And that's, to, to, like interacting with, I'm always, I will talk to anybody after shows. In fact, sometimes if I'm selling CDs and after shows, sometimes I'll actually, I'll annoy people trying to buy CDs because I like to chat. Because I do. Because I like, it's part of the fun of this for me is I get to meet a lot of people. Like I, a few months ago, I was doing a show up in the north of, in Alberta. And after the show, a couple of dudes who were working for Halliburton came over. And one of them started getting really drunk and he started spilling his guts. He, <laughs> oh boy. He had got booted from... Uh, from Texas or whatever because he worked on Deepwater Horizon Ooh. and he came north because he wouldn't shut his yap and now he's up in the middle of nowhere in Canada getting drunk spilling his guts to me and at this point his friends left like yeah, I knew oh, it was over the line because they left so now I'm sitting here and this guy's like let me tell you the truth about that stuff and I'm like I can't like I don't I'm not gonna go around saying who said it or anything but by the same token this information is now in my head yeah. and I want to share some of it in some way because we all know yeah. it's crooked as all hell There's no, sure. but now I've got a first hand account of a guy who was inspecting concrete casings telling how they paid off inspectors and I'm like are you out of your mind oh and I'm like listening to this like I talked to a woman who left Damascus um, about three weeks before all hell broke loose and she said to me she's like I don't know what happened she's like it seemed fine when I was there and she was telling me how she grew up there everything was fine she's like but I did know that Walmart tried to put a store in there about six months before all this went down and Syria won't allow Western they only had one Western yeah. franchise which was the Cinzio no wonder they went crazy surprised they don't McDonald's <laughs> Yeah, but that's the thing. So all of a sudden, this market's not open. It's a great strategic location. I'm just saying that, like, I talk to these people. You take it with a grain of salt, but I get these great interactions with people I would never never normally be able to talk to because why? But because they see what I do, they see an access to me. Yeah. Yeah. And and because they know who I am, they they. I mean, I do get some. I do get a lot of conspiracy nuts because they they think I had a guy. <laughs> I had a guy come up to me after a show and he goes, "Hey, uh." 
Sasquatch. I'm like, all right, let's. Uh, <laughs> you start a conversation with Hey Sasquatch. So he says to me, I go, I go, all right, what's uh, what's up? He goes, Sasquatch, and he looks around. He goes. You know they're from the future, right? I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, nice. And so I said to him, I was like, so my response, not missing to me, is like, why are they so hairy? He goes, well, you know, we got global warming now. I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, in the future, it's global cooling, so we got to get hairy to keep warm. I was like, they don't have sport coats in the future. No one's throwing on a windbreaker. And then he, and then he leans in. He goes, I said, I said, well, how come they're so tall? And he leans in. He goes, gravity ain't shit in the future. And he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> now, Interaction would never normally happen, but this guy thought I see that guy over there who talks oh it like, and, and, and then he's like, well, sometimes they'll be like, what's your home address? And you're like, you know what? I do a lot on the internet. <laughs> and then you go home and immediately block him on Twitter because he's like, I found something. <laughs> I'm gonna mail you one of my thumbs. All right, you know what? Um, but these are interactions that you normally wouldn't have, and it, yes. I think it's fantastic. And you can keep in touch with them online now, which is great. So, and I so sometimes I still talk to the people from you know Sasquatch man. Yeah, Sasquatch guy. Sasquatch guy's too busy building some sort of Sasquatch temple. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> like, I would have been in charge of Sasquatch. Sasquatch farm, yeah. yeah. But so that's that's kind of a cool thing. So yeah, Sasquatch okay. diplomacy. Okay, I, like I mean, all this podcast stuff in this, you know, hour of whatever is cool. Uh, but it is sort of old school. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking, if you were my client, what would I do? Mm-hmm. And the first thing I'm thinking is six-second Vine. Because yeah, you're, be awesome you're vine. really... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you come across. You're concise. You, you're concise. You do it in 140 characters. Yeah. And when I said, "Oh shit, you really are funny," that was because I went through your. Oh, okay. Through your, through your You'd be Twitter. checked out, buddy. And, and I love how they drop off sometimes, and you're like, "Oh, now it's sad. Now it's sad." <laughs> but, but, so when, so in, um, you know, being a comedian and and um, communicating with people with some of the new newer channels. So it's not exactly the same as, you know, doing a, mm-hmm. a, an hour show and having the Sasquatch. I don't know where you're going to find. <laughs> Sasquatch guy is all over the internet yeah, oh, for yeah, Christ's yeah. sake. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. you just take him seriously and the rest of us block him. So. <laughs> well, because yeah. I, I know the Sasquatch guy eventually will buy tickets because he would be like, I talked to this guy and we're in the same wavelength. <laughs> and I was like, I kind of want Sasquatch guy there because then I can keep my eye on him. You know, like, if he's in yeah. the audience. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, Sasquatch guy, we're fine. Yeah. Like, he's just wandering around the he's, wilderness. He's like, in the back. But there may... So... There may be other ways um, for for you to entertain people. Mm-hmm. There are other channels for you to entertain people other than the standing up and mm-hmm. in a club or whatever. And yeah. I'm just yeah, definitely. I'm, I, I'm I'm just I had to get that out because. Yeah, but, I, I, but is Vine monetized? So Bonnie is, goes right up against Sasquatch guy. I, I, I she wanted me to do while, six second. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, exactly. Yeah. No, I know what Vine is because um, I I was trying Vine and uh, and uh, I did a couple where I didn't realize that if you held the thing the screen it kept recording. Yeah. Um, so I did a couple of those. But the funny thing about me is like I really I'm at the point now where my brain is kind of full. Yeah. Like I just have got so many things happening. I'm, I've got to start making the organization a little bigger because I can't like I it's such, it's such a, a, a solo individual thing stand-up comedy and that's kind of part of what it is yeah. um, but there does come a point where I'm like I can't like when you, people someone showed me snapchat the other day, I didn't know what that was and like yeah. when you're talking about Google like I didn't know what this is just because I just simply I don't have any more room in my brain right now like I've been needing to redesign my website for about three years and I'm not kidding for three years I sit down and go alright I'm gonna do this uh. I sit down and then I start doing something else and then I start because <laughs> you gotta book work and uh. you gotta think three months ahead and you gotta you know I still do most of my I, I wanted to ask myself. that question about it I mean really we've reached this self-management era 
specifically for artists and comedians that we're not going to the corporate model anymore mm -hmm. and the 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 so-called trickle-down effect of money once you have somebody who buys your album or or buys your special and puts it up on TV for you, you're not going to see a lot of dollars. The mm -hmm. more dollars you're going to see is people in seats at a show. That's yeah. And that's all self-managed. Yeah. It's you probably doing bookings, you doing your own yeah. merch, yeah. you doing your own advertising, your yeah. Twitter, your podcast. So it becomes this really like the, the line is the self-management model. Yeah. Now, you've been doing this for how long, you 13 said? 13 years. So have you seen that huge shift of self-management now where oh, you're yeah. having yeah. to do a bulk of this in yeah. order to get, not just get people to see your shows, but get to see you, like you said, well, really understand media. who you are. Social media is actually a huge key in that because it for the first time, like back in the, the late 90s, early 2000s, you basically, if you wanted to get any profile at all, you had to be on television. It was the only way yeah. to do it. There was no podcasting. There was no YouTube until 2005. So nobody had any access to this stuff. Nobody knew how to do it. And also the technology to record videos and stuff. I remember recording some of my early sets. It was a, a hassle. You had to bring in different mics and you had to do Now you can get flip cams that are taken. Like the, yeah. the camera on the iPhone is yeah. better than what you could get with like a big setup back in the day. Yeah. So we have more control of that, which allows comics to find their audiences more. There is a, a, there is a definite rebirth in stand-up comedy that's happening, which allows people to be more genre-specific than ever before. Because yeah. you used to just like be like, I want to see stand-up comedy. And you didn't know who you were seeing until you got there unless they were a famous person. And if they were a famous person, odds are they got famous from television, reading lines someone else wrote for them. Like, you know, like people were always surprised that Bob Saget was filthy. They didn't yeah. know that he was a dirty <laughs> comic yeah. because he was Dan Tanner on Full yeah. House yeah. and they didn't know that that's who he was. So when they'd go and see him, people would get disgusted because he's filthy. <laughs> but... But really so, good, filthy. Yeah, like a guy like Stanhope is a great example of, of yeah. until it was the 2000s before he was able to really reach his audience. Okay. And and so now we have access that we didn't, which allows us to self-manage more. I mean, my entire, like I said, everything I do comes from, like, there's very a very few television appearances and stuff that make any difference. Most of what I Leno. do is word of mouth. Yeah, but even then, yeah. like now, talk, late night talk shows aren't what they used to be. Cause but Leno, I see com be, comedians on there almost every night, you know, yeah, when I watch. Yeah, but it used but to be he, Tonight he, Show yeah. with Johnny Carson was yeah. the yeah. thing. You did yeah, the Tonight yeah. Show with Johnny you're, you're in made, his yeah. career, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. If you do the Tonight Show now, nobody yeah. cares yeah. what Chin says. No. Nobody cares. Like yeah. nobody. No, so you can do these things, and it's good. But I have buddies who've done late night talk show appearances, like like 20, 30, 40 of them, and right. you don't know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they have a podcast that hits, yes. So yeah. you have that access. And because um, it really is kind of, you know, the people that come and see my shows are the people that matter because they're the ones that are are fans enough to actually get off their ass and come down and see it. And, um, and that makes me happy. So I want to make them happy. So I want to make sure those people get the best show out of me, which allows me to be more specific to what I do. So instead of just going, like a music is a great analogy, you don't just go see live music. You go and see country or hip hop or, or rock. Yeah. And if you wanted to see rock and you got hip hop, you'd be a little bit pissed off so i'm i'm not vanilla ice cream anymore i'm not accessible to everybody as much as i used to be i try to be but i also want to make sure that because i'm tiger tail that people get the tiger tail when they come they get what they want yeah i don't want to try and please everybody all the time anymore because it ends up upsetting the the fans that really want what you have to offer and because it's all kind of self-managed now i'm in control of how i'm presented 
because back in the day, I would I still have managers and stuff, but back in the day, they would say, you know, you have to do it this way, you have to do it that way, and yeah. you have to conform. Now I don't because there's a market for everything. So this special, the reason I'm doing this up here and having control myself is because I have control because I can say to them, if they don't, if if a network doesn't want it, we go to the next one, yep. we go to the next one, as opposed to them paying to film it and then saying we don't like it and get rid of it. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. Sorry, guys, we're running out of time. Yeah. I know you got to go to a gig really yeah, quickly. Go. Yeah, sorry. How do people get a hold of you? Where do they go? We know your Twitter. And what's this gig? What's this gig? Yeah, okay. Oh, I got to go to uh, Paul Anthony's talent time at the uh, tonight at the. Oh the no, rich. I meant oh, sorry, your, Oh, okay. Your, your um, rickshaw. I'm, thing. I'm taping. Uh, I'm taping my new special. It's called Furious. Uh, it's. Uh, it's like I said. We've. We're taping it for. Uh, um, uh, like for television. So it's like a proper setup. Yeah. It's at the Rickshaw Theater, October 12th. We're doing two shows an eight and a ten thirty. I'll be slightly drunker and more surly for the late. So that Excellent. might be the one you want to catch. Excellent. Um, you can buy tickets at live at rickshaw.com, or you can. I mean, the events all over the place now, and um, they're five bucks online. That's it. We're nice. Just, like Good I said, deal. as cheap as we can to get people out. Stanhope gave me a nice plug for it too, which was nice. So Sweet. I think we'll get some heat. And I really, um, taping a special in Vancouver is risky. And uh, and like I said, I kind of hope that this works because I really want, Vancouver is a world-class comedy scene and it would be nice to be able to tape something here that gets shown all over North yeah, America. Yeah, feature the city. That has the city and it's yeah. not just, Canada's more than Toronto. Somebody call the mayor. Can, can you can you plug the podcast? Because uh, I'd really yeah, be interested yeah, in listening Oh yeah, to my that. podcast is called What's Wrong with Simon King. And I publish it every Wednesday. It's a half-hour podcast, and it's just uh, its just basically me rambling and being a maniac. It's on iTunes. Kind of what um, you got tonight. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like this. You know, it's that I don't need participation from other people. It's just me and booze. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I sometimes I record them when I'm on my way to gigs in the car. Sometimes I record them in hotel rooms. I, I try to make it as organic and natural as possible. So it really is just kind of like hanging out and having a beer. And, um, yeah, so it's very it's a very low-tech thing. But uh, people seem to like it. It seems to be received. And I'll, sometimes I'll rant and rave and it's not always hilarious um, it's not always serious it's it's the mood I'm in that day at that time so uh, so it's kind of neat that way it's, it really is open access and then of course on Twitter at Unfamous or Facebook or whatever you'll find me alright hey I just want to well, say a big thank you, thank you for our sponsor Okanagas Brings uh, Brewmeister Black a friggin awesome beer you should try it out man it's I should give it a whirl damn yep. good beer man um, thanks for joining us amazing thank you very much all our, our participating audience great job Ken being very patient with us back there um i'm gonna run away so see you in a couple weeks bye guys thanks bye-bye all right